Hello and welcome to episode three of the Mac Report. We've had another fantastic week of games this week and we are joined by the four respective captains to talk through the games. So first of all, in quick fashion, I'm going to hand over to first team captain James Cross to talk about our two games from Saturday at home against Bollington. Hey Miles, so a uh, bit of an interesting start uh, at the toss. Huffy, Huffy did say that he wanted to bat uh, and I said that I wanted to bowl. So I thought, right, we'll toss up. So I threw the coin and Huffy didn't call. The coin then landed on the floor. After it had landed, Huffy called heads. It was tails, um, which, which, which made perfect sense. So, so somehow I managed to win a toss I should never have done. Uh, so we ended up putting Bollington in uh, on a very, very good deck. So thanks to Jimmy and Paolo for an absolute flat one. Sadly, that decision was uh, short-lived as Bollington got off to an absolute flyer. Rick Huff and Callum Rowe. Uh, batted really well. We put on 87 for the first partnership. So we were always slightly under the cosh. Uh, but our boys did bowl well. They responded well. And uh, a wicket for Chris Moores, a couple for Tom Key, and one for Birchie left Bollington 141 for four after their 20 overs. Now, on the pitch itself, we thought that'll be quite a... It'll be a tricky chase because anything over sort of like... 110, 120, it can be a little bit tricky, but on the pitch, we should be all right. Um, so, on to our in- innings, and Gus and Nipper goes off to a good start, scoring at just under uh, one a ball. Um, then then came a bit of a factor that we weren't expecting. That was a little bit of rain. So, that uh, it juiced up the wicket slightly, and we ended up going off uh, for sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, until the rain stops, and that that really halted our innings. Um, Sam Buckingham looked really good uh, for an eleven ball duck, um, and then Birchie and myself both got into double figures. Just about Finn McCant six, uh, Jack Massey uh, probably the pick of the batsman for the first game. Twenty nine of fourteen, including four sixes, three of which were consecutive off uh, Callum Rowe. Um, but sadly, we were always just behind the rate and we ended up 111 for nine off our 20 overs. So, so we started off with a loss, which, uh, which wasn't ideal. We then moved on to the second game um, where we did, we did a similar toss, but this time Brick actually called and managed to win it. Um, so he batted again. Uh, I was going to bowl again, let the wicket dry out a little bit. And this time we got to a much better start. Uh, Paddy Turner uh, opened the bowling really, really well. Got Callum Rowe out uh, for two. Good catch by Jack Massey. And I think we had them three for one after about three overs. Uh, Rick Huff batted well again. Obviously, uh, ex-Matt Lang himself. But then we, we did bowl really, really well. Tom Key picked up another wicket. Paddy picked up another one. And then Birchie uh, picked up three. Uh, Birchie's pick of the bowlers uh, this innings four overs three for 14 I think he was a little bit angry that I didn't give him four overs in the first game um, and Cam McKinnon um, batted well for them ended up with 32 not out uh, and they ended up 104 for six off their 20 overs so we obviously had uh, slightly less runs to chase this time and we got off to we got off to a good start again uh, Angus and Nipper uh, got us off to a really solid start. Birchie with three quarters of a bat. K 
came out and gave it a swing. Uh, two fours, one six for 16. Bucky got off the mark this time. Uh, six off nine. And uh, myself came in, uh, lashed a few fours. But then pick of the batsman has to be Angus, who had uh, 41 or 47 balls with five fours and batted really well, looked beyond capable of playing at any level of first team. So I was really impressed with uh, with Gus. And we ended up 108 for three after 16.4 overs. So quite a comprehensive defeat to start the day and then a comprehensive victory to end it. Now, moving on to what we're aptly going to call the player of the day. I can't really say player of the match because obviously you played two. So yeah, if I had to push you for a player of the day, Crossy? Probably Angus, uh, Angus Thompson for his... Uh, even in the first innings, looked looked very comfortable, um, but in the second innings, looked just look. He made it look so easy. Forty-one of forty-seven really anchored the innings, which could have been it could have been a tricky score to chase. But he made sure that we uh, were always going to make it, and and like you said, he ended up with a red inker at the end, so it won't do his average any harm either. Always got to be on the lookout for those red inkers. Well, thanks for that, Crossy. Now we're going to uh, move over to our second team game and uh, Chris Francis here second team captain to discuss the two T20s that our twos played away long trip away at Oldley Edge over to you Frenchie Evening Miles yep so uh, twos who were away at Oldley Edge this week um, must admit we were approached the game with a level of trepidation having been um, tipped off by our ever reliable third team captain that Oldley Edge had all their public school boys back and they have an exceptional team um, with Mac fielding four players over the age of 20 this week in what was a turn up for the books um, and a, a smattering of debuts across the team was a little bit concerned. Um, their captain wanted to play a long before the game, wanted to play 40-45 um, overs, to which he was probably told no. And despite his repeated attempts to phone me from Tuesday night through to Thursday night, I decided I wasn't going to answer the phone and we decided we were going to play 20-20. Um, so we got to all the edge um, First game, won the toss, which is always a, a nice thing, and probably decided to have a ball in the defensive style that I usually am. Um, we opened the bowling with Mr. Radley, making his return from his hiatus in fields, and Will Jennings, who retained the new ball. Um, Stu Parks was told that he's not going to get the new ball this year because we preference uh, a 16-year-old. We started really well, actually. Uh, well, everything apart from in the first over, the captain taking his pants off because he could still buy a lot in the middle of the outfield over the edge. But aside from that, you know, Matt got off an absolutely fantastic start. Sorry to interject here, Frenchie. Um, I must ask you to clarify that because by all accounts, I did hear that you may have indecently exposed yourself to a wasp. Is this correct? Yeah, a wasp and most of all the edge cricket and tennis club. Um, so I have one crawl up the inside of my leg, get right up to my quad and then start repeatedly stinging me. And having briefly tried to roll the leg up of my trousers to get said stinging wasp out, failed miserably at that, realised there was absolutely no other option um, but to, to go from the waist down. Um, getting back onto the cricket, and, and, and that's about my dressing antics. Moving swiftly onwards, you might say, Frenchie. Yeah, to move swiftly onwards. Um, so. Will Jennings started well with an early wicket. Radders was economical, if not boring, from the other end. Over the edge, lost pretty frequent wickets, actually. Uh, Henry Mitchell picked up the balls in the first innings, picking up three to 15 or four overs. Um, Stuart Parks, desperate to 
maintain some bowling in the team. It took one for 13 off his four. Um, Ethan Morris got given the wrong end because Parksy pulled seniority and um, suffered a little bit for short boundary. All the boys were 37. And all the rashing in real trouble at one point. Until uh, number eight came in and started whacking it a little bit. He finished 35 not out. They posted 98 off their 20 overs. Um, with a lack of a established opening partnership with um, Danish, who had not been available, I took captain's responsibility and decided probably that I was going to open batting and um, face first ball, as is the way whenever there's an option to do that. Um, Guzzi was more than happy with that because apparently despite opening since he was about three, he doesn't like facing the first ball of the innings. So who knew? That wasn't quite what I intended. And having batted questionably, let's be said, in my first team last Sunday, um, we'll say the deck at Olby was much better. Me and uh, Coombs got off to a, a very steady start. Never behind the rake. We were always sort of up at five, six and over. Run of the ball, which is which is quite impressive when you know you've got a, an opening pair who had a strike rate of twenty and forty, respectively, last week. So you know going at a running ball was frankly rapid. Um, Coos got out of the last ball of the seventh over to the opener, trying to be expansive and uh, hook him over wide mid on. Interesting shot. And um, was joined at the crease by Mr. Carter. And despite having a, a brief rain break, like the, uh, the ones had at Macclesfield, it didn't have any effect on, on our performance. And um, we knocked off the runs in the 12th over. Um, the pick of their ball and getting dispatched was um, young Mr. Vaughan, who bowled 3.3 overs for 28, much to the disappointment of his father. Um, Tom Carter in particular laying into him into just about all corners that you can get hockey shots. Coombsy got 17, I finished 37, not out, and Carter 32, not out, bumping home by nine wickets. Fantastic. And then in the second game? So the second game, I probably lost the toss and we got stuck straight back in, which I have to say, questioning the decision of the old age captain, albeit they had made some team changes. In the interlude, they fielded a different 11 to the first game with one of their players having come back from a party somewhere, uh, having missed the first game. Yep, don't ask. Um, so we started pretty well again. Um, myself and Coombs were going about a run of ball until I decided to pull one to bit off off an opening ball, which is, again, questionable placement of the function. Um, Coombs, was the rock of the innings, finishing with... 23, having, you know, worked it around for 17 overs. Um, but the other end, things were slightly more explosive. Tom Carter whacking the ball to all corners. Um, and so he was eventually caught for 66. That brought to um, the crease Messrs. Flint and Longshaw, who had been in dangerously close to getting TFCs for the day, much to my great disappointment. And all sorts of antics ensued in, in the final few overs including an absolute highlight of um, the running of force to mid-on, um, which is absolute genius. It was like Keystone Cops. I just wish there had been some music. Um, and also, I've never seen Chris Flint run a four in my life. So, you know, you see a new thing every week in the second team. Needless to say, Matt posted a very above average of 135, 20 overs. Um, 
some definite panning went on in, in, in the old way attack, including one of our young spinners who has the name Ashray, or Ashtray is the autocorrect picture of that, who finished uh, with four overs, one for 40. Um, and he particularly fell into the arc of Carter being bowled at the wrong end. Um, we didn't really change things up much in the, in the second inning, so Will Jennings and Radders opened the bowling. Both were very economical. In fact, Will Jennings, four overs for 20, you know, was, was very hard to get away and have overs and all sorts of problems. Radders a little bit more expensive from the other end. Um, obviously, he stiffened up a little bit with his age being, you know, other side of 20. Um, he finished four overs for 28. That brought, I decided to, you know, pull rank like he can bowl from the end he wanted, rather than the end parks he wanted to bowl from. And he immediately rewarded that confidence. He picked up their, um, their number eight, who decided he was going to bat three in the second game for 14. And, and pretty much that sealed the game. For Mark, at that point, we managed to pin him back behind the eight. Ethan finished four overs for two for 13. Really, really good spell. Horrible to get away. Uh, Henry Mitchell was, again, really, really good. Uh, four overs, one for 13. And at that point, we were just kept on top of him. It was more, not a question of whether Matt was going to win it, it was just about how many runs. Um, that wasn't until I gave the ball to Parksy, who bowled a 13-ball over, consisting of wides. Uh, um, we realised at this point that the only other bowling option was myself, and we know how slow that is. I decided to persevere. Uh, Parksy finished four overs, one for 23. Um, all the edge, 99 for six off their 20 overs. Comprehensive victory from Acclesfield in both games will do no harm at all to the average run rate. One final thing to call out from, from the day, which I was particularly impressed with, with the number of catches Coombs he took behind the stumps. For a boy who, let's face it, has symbols for hands, I think he held five of the day. And despite the fact it was over two games, managed to avoid completely and getting a jug in. So great work there. Other note is um, Mr. Carter finishing on 98 runs. Again, conveniently short of a jug for the day. Um, player of the day, Miles, I know that question's coming. Could only be Mr. Carter. 98 runs, one averaging 98 for the day, smashed it to all parts, only got dropped three times. What more can I say? Great day out for him. I'm sure he'll be looking forward to his second and final second team game of the season next week. Uh, thanks for that, Frenchie, and uh, great uh, anecdotes there. The other thing I must push you on, I, I was tipped off um, that I do need to ask you about a, a piece of exemplary fielding from Adam Longshaw. Yes, yes, you did. So um, Longers, with the risk of getting a TFC, was promptly dispatched to a long arm for most of the game. I didn't have to listen to him or have to take his fielding replacement advice. Um, Bear number eight, I can only say absolutely smoke one down the ground off Ethan. Longer as probably covers 20 yards to his left, sliding stop, you know, looks fantastic, stands up to throw the ball in and promptly throws the ball behind him over the boundary for four. Um, everyone in the pitch and watcher was laughing apart from Ethan, who looked absolutely furious. I've never seen that boy so angry in my entire life, hands on hips. Staring at him. Thanks very much for that, Frenchie. Uh, we're going to talk about the third team game. So um, 
Macclesfield third team welcomed Ashley second team to Parkside. Um, we were playing on the same pitch that we played on last week, albeit uh, a little less grass, um, which was a shame as far as I was concerned. Um, and it was certainly a lot drier and a lot harder. Um, obviously, the toss occurred. Um, I didn't win it. Next question. Um, the Ashley captain elected to uh, to have a bowl which i could have told you he was going to do 15 years ago um because uh, yeah that's what everybody does to us obviously mac began their batting innings um with the uh the steady pair of ian kenny and will morris um ian looked a, a little more fluent this week he was out for a runnable 14 uh will morris uh was avoided um being given out lbw incorrectly by myself this week because uh he demanded that i don't open uh, don't umpire the uh, the start of the game which was probably uh, probably a good move on his part um he got to 34 um and looked increasingly assured he's he's um certainly put his hand up um having been brought up for the fourth team into the third team and is already looking very much at home at the top of the innings so it's great to see um Returning Giraffe Joe Haig uh, in at number three. Played very fluently through the offside for a change, actually, um, on his way to, to 32. And then the rest of the innings sort of came and went with uh, increasing pressure from, from Macclesfield to kind of up the ante through the game. Will Smith, Jiggy, to his mates, back uh, playing cricket, great to see. A fairly agricultural 26 off 25 balls. He was out sweeping, which, uh, you know, I know how you feel, except you weren't given out LBW by Chris Flint. You were bold. Um, but no, great to see Jiggy back. Offers so much. and um, We're really glad to, to get him back in and, and hopefully his, his pins can hold up. Jack Marshall Clack then coming in at number five and batted very, very well indeed. Really aggressive kind of shots down the ground, hitting the ball very cleanly and straight um, and, and really looks to have, have made some sort of uh, pretty significant improvements to his batting um you know, probably due to uh, some time spent at Kings. So thanks to Steve Moores and the, the other coaches there. So really great to see um, Jack back in the team and scoring runs. Towards the end of the innings, Alistair Knight came in fresh from um, a bit of a, a day out for the third team, which I'll talk about uh, in a T20 a few days beforehand. Um, slow starter, as is usual, dot, dot, one, one, dot, dot, one. Um, and then it was four, 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 six, four, two, six, one out so Alistair quite unfortunate not to get himself to a 50 he uh, he was bowled for 38 um, with Mac reaching 203 off 39 overs so I declared one over early just to give ourselves an extra over um, and as I say lots lots of performances um, you know from, from all the guys to get us up to a, a more than competitive score of 203 off our 40 overs in reply Ashley, um, who are always a tough team, actually, for us. We always have really good games of cricket against them. They are, you know, uh, another second team in our league. So not always um, too many juniors around. They do have an academy team on a Saturday as well. Um, although on this particular day, they, they did seem a little short of some of their more regular players. And um, so it was nice to see they, they brought along quite a few kids who um, promptly didn't bat, which was a shame, but there we are. Um, so they opened the batting with Salman Baig and David Alves, uh, two of their more sort of experienced players. Myself and Alfie Garner opened the bowling. Um, afraid to say I couldn't quite find the, uh, the same line in length as last week. So we didn't start fantastically i mean they they didn't really score very many runs but alfie and i um yeah struggling to make the break for you um alfie was uh, a lot more uh, disciplined in his bowling as you would expect um moving the ball off the seam and and generally looking very unplayable we eventually got the breakthrough um i bowled 
David Alves for 25. And then we made some changes. We got spin on into the game. So um, young Sam Hughes came on to replace myself. Um, and Alistair Knight took over from Alfie at the other end. And uh, Alistair Knight's introduction brought about a wicket straight away with a, an exceptionally good low catch to Jack Marshall Clack um, off a, 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 you know, a feather of an edge, really. Um, so great to see Alistair back in the wickets as well as the runs and a good catch from Jack Marshall Clack. Alistair also picked up a second wicket a bit later on in the innings with uh, a good catch from Joe at Gully and Sam Hughes picking up three wickets, um, which were his debut Saturday senior wickets, although he should have had lost one last week, but uh, the chap didn't walk when he nicked it. There we go. Tough introduction. But no, Sam bowled really well. He bowled nine overs, no maidens, three for 22, um, along with Alistair Knight, who bowled nine overs, three maidens, two for 22. Um, myself with the other wickets. And unfortunately, Ashley never really looked in the hunt. Um, and in fact, if I was being completely honest, they came out uh, with very little intention of trying to chase the runs, to be honest with you. Um, and they skimped along to 120. Bit of a farce for the last 10 overs of the game where, you know, you had men around the bats with helmets and shin pads on and, and they they got the needle and thread out and gave it a big old stitch um, and and the game was drawn. Another damning indictment for why we should be playing Windows cricket. But there we are. It was a good good game in the end um, and really nice to see from Macclesfield's point of view that we put some uh, some wrongs right from the last week with our batting performance and, and to, uh, to see lots of contributions um, and get a really good score on the board is pleasing. Um, and a player of the match, I'm going to have to go with Alistair Knight for uh, runs and wickets. Um, Alistair had a, a tough season really with Macclesfield last year he was always on the edges of getting into the third team and and just you know via a combination of availability and and lots of players in the team putting their hands up when it mattered and 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 you know scoring runs and taking wickets Alistair never really found himself back into the team but he's been given his opportunity this year um scored some runs and as I say took some wickets so he will be the player of the match for the third team now moving on we're going to bring in Matt Cunningham to talk about the fourth team fixture on the Sunday Hello. So, yes, we played at home against Ashton Mersey on the Sunday, um, which was an interesting atmosphere with the cricket, the rugby T20 going on uh, next door. I think a personal highlight was running into bowl with Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin music uh, blaring out, which was fantastic. So we decided to bat first. Uh, we had Yas Jane and Will Morris open the batting for us, a couple of youngsters who made a quite youthful uh, lineup today. Uh, we had a slightly rocky start. We ended up at seven for two at one point, but thankfully Henry Mitchell came in on the back of a 31 not out that morning and him and Yash really put us in a good position. So Henry hit a very nice 50. Uh, Yash batted quite long into the game and ended on 58, scoring quite quickly at the end. Uh, but there are a few good cameos uh, down the order. A very welcome cameo from the canoe, uh, wielded by Chris Horsfield, finding the boundary very quickly, making four runs. Uh, Harry Martin, Fred Reardon uh, making a few, and Charlie Ackley finishing eight not out, which left us on 164 for eight after our 40 overs. So it was a decent score, I think, given everything. Um, in reply, Ashton came out quite positive. So young Fred Reardon, on his senior debut, opened the bowling alongside young Charlie Ackley. They did actually bowl some really good stuff, but their openers were very confident and raced to, I believe, 112 
uh, for no wicket after 18 overs. So a couple of changes made. Uh, the spinners came on. Uh, as you mentioned, Miles, Sam Hughes, after a very good Saturday, came in for us alongside Harry Martin. Sam Hughes, I think, made the first breakthrough. He finished on figures of three for 28 after his nine overs. Harry Martin had one hell of a day. He managed to get five wickets, including a hat-trick. Please note that on the hat-trick ball, their skipper comes in and tries to sweep it, getting bold. But, you know, they're all welcome. So we put one hell of a fight back, considering where we were. But unfortunately, they managed to scamper over the line with two wickets in hand. Uh, but overall, a really, really impressive performance from a lot of youngsters in that team. A couple of lessons learned, but I think a lot to take on to next week. And if I were to push for a player of the match, I mean, you can't take a hat-trick and not get it, can you? So it has to be Harry Martin for his Pfeiffer and hat-trick. Fantastic. Thank you, as always, Matt, for uh, another great roundup from the fourth team game. Now, one thing I must just cover before we uh, finish up, um, I did forget to mention a, a, a rather spectacular piece of fielding from Stephen Whittingham on Saturday, who took uh, a, a catch off of young Sam Hughes's bowling, um, which uh, which was described by a returning Carl Burgess. And, and I have to say, it was very nice to see Burge back down on Parkside, although pleasingly he wasn't playing. Um, and I quote, can we all just take a moment to congratulate the general on one of the best catches Parkside has seen in recent history? I've not seen him move like that since the words free bar were mentioned, um, which I thought was a perfectly apt way of describing it, Burge. And in reply, I, I must uh, give Steve his dues. Cheers, Burge. Although I'm sure that if it was a hot dog, you would have caught it too. Um, no, it, it was a fantastic catch. Steve was posted at a sort of wide-ish mid-off. The ball was hit pretty flat towards him. For some benign, unbeknown reason, he decided to move to his left, which left him um, a, a very athletic dive to the right, one-handed, to take said catch. Now, you'll have to ask him whether he did it on purpose. I don't know. I think, truth be told, uh, whilst he might mess around with things like that at training, I think he just was wrong-footed. But um, nonetheless, a spectacular catch um, and I must uh, must congratulate him for that a couple of other things I just want to mention um, Matt alluded to there on Sunday um, we had the annual rugby versus cricket club game um, which is always great to see lots of people from the rugby club down and indeed lots of uh, supporters and players from Macclesfield so thank you to everyone for, for taking the time to come down and visit a few special mentions that I'd just like to to give out to a few people uh, firstly thank you to Sandra for scoring um, and indeed uh, doing a little bit of creative scoring towards the end but we'll we'll mention that in a second so thank you very much to Sandra and um, thank you to the Bradshaws for the barbecue yet again and also to, to Andy for providing the barbecue on Saturday and um, thank you to the old mule bar for, for coming down and uh, assisting with the libation um, thanks to everyone involved the captains James Cross and Tom Burden from the rugby club um, and indeed everybody for the the day it was and and last of all Mr David Bostock and Mr Frankie Barker for some uh, uh, occasionally inappropriate but very hilarious commentary um and in and indeed just to give you the results uh somehow the rugby club and the cricket club ended up on tied scores at the end of their 20 slash 25 overs uh, which brought us to a super over um james cross 
uh, obviously not renowned as a match fixer, was was told in, in no uncertain terms what to do towards the end of the Super Over um, and, uh, and and promptly didn't do it. Do you want to tell us what happened at the end of the Super Over, Crossy? Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I can't really remember it myself. But, um... Well, I think I think the rugby club needed... Uh, the rugby club went out to bat and scored uh, 17 and... and I don't know how, but most most years the rugby club tend to win, um, and I think you were facing the last ball and 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 needed to to find a one to to lose the game, and and, and somehow you accidentally hit it for four, um, and the cricket club won. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, we can't we can't let them win everything, Miles. Um... Nope. Absolutely not, but no, all joking aside, a fantastic day, so thanks to everyone for being involved. Um, Crossy, tell us who the ones have next week, please. Uh, we have got Ermston away, um, where we're playing TT20s with a pink ball, and playing uh, 2020 from one end uh, due to uh, ongoing legal battle that they're having. Sounds delightful, I'm sure you'll inform us all about that next week. Uh, Frenchie? Rather embarrassingly, I have absolutely no idea. Excellent. Cheadle. Uh, Cheadle at home. Thank you, Crossley. Who am I admin for me as ever? That's Badmin. Uh, the third team have Timperley for our third game on the trot at home. So Timperley third team at home. And Matty, who have the fourth got? We are at home to Didsbury Fives. Fantastic. Uh, as always, thanks to the respective captains for their time this evening. And that was the Mac Report.